Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? It is Thursday, and that's Guided Spirit Conversations Day. By the way, I hope that you're all taking the time to do what's necessary to stay safe from this virus that's going around. Um, I don't want to put a lot of time into it, but my prayers go out to each and every one of you for healing if you've received, if you are dealing with it, and protection if you're just, you know, been exposed to it and so may your health stay absolutely clean and pristine is what I say but I want to welcome James Demos and I am so excited to have him on he's a nationally known and internationally recognized evidential medium and intuitive he is also a Reiki master teacher and has had many many decades of mediumship training Uh, James offers individual couples or group readings Welcome, James. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And so James and I have been talking a little bit and to know that he he and I have a lot of <laughs> synchronicity, things, you know, crossing paths. So it's so wonderful to have you on the show. Thanks. Okay, let's start at the beginning. When did you, did you have your abilities when you were a child? Did you realize it and squash them? Or is it something, are you more like me in a late bloomer where you found out you had all this talent later on in life? Well, I'll, I'll talent kind of threw me there. I don't know how talented, but uh, you have to realize I'm 75 years old. So when I was uh, having intuitive abilities as a youth, they didn't have names for it back then. Um, you know, it was just, they say, well, he's a natural born leader or he's a, uh, he can explain things well and things like that. So that didn't really get a label until I was in my late 40s. Now, you got to realize as you're growing up, your family, your friends know that you have some kind of psychic ability, but they didn't call it that. Back in those days, a psychic was either a fortune teller or was uh, the lady in the first of the year would give all these crazy predictions. You know, so um, it didn't really take hold until I was in my 40s and my kids were older by then I wasn't doing the family thing and uh, as luck would have it um, I ran into a psychic who kind of outed me and said look you can't continue to not do this for other people so she was my original mentor for several years uh, showing me readings and formal readings rather than just taking somebody aside and saying look I need to talk to you about something so then I got the formal training in mediumship at a spiritualist church here in Chicago. And that came later because um, an event happened. I was doing intuitive readings, and um, um, someone I knew um, had an infant child die uh, mm-hmm. tragically in, with a babysitter. I don't want to tell you the whole story. And it, it just absolutely devastated her and blamed herself. Of course, she shouldn't have, but she did. So she went to see George Anderson, a famous medium in New York, and he gave her a reading and the baby came forward with her mother who had passed and it changed her life. And I said, wow, would I like to be able to do that? But I had no idea how, how do you do it? So 
as fate would have it, it was an Easter morning, and I was living downtown with the lady I was married to at the time, and a friend came over and said, let's go to church. Hey, Easter, good idea. I was raised a Presbyterian, by the way, so you go to church on Easter. And I wasn't, I'm not a religious guy, I wasn't at the time. So we went to this funny little church you know about, and of course it was Church of the Spirit in Chicago, and a bunch of mediums there. And I got a reading where on a day like that, everybody gets like a, what they call a quick hit or a psychic pop reading, 20 seconds, 30 seconds at the most. And I didn't get a 30 second reading. I got a two minute reading. And I was told stuff that absolutely surprised me. Um, The lovely lady that was the Reverend Maurice Coverson told me that I had ascended masters around me and that I had I was given the gift of prophecy. And now, right about then, I, I stopped and went, whoa, I'm no prophet. Because all I knew about prophets was in the Bible. <clears throat> well, I went home and looked it up, and that's not what it means. The gift of prophecy just means you understand things and are very good at explaining them to others. And I agreed with her. I said, okay. So after the church service, like a lot of churches, you go downstairs in the basement and they have coffee and donuts and all that. So the friend that we went with went over to the reverend and said, see that guy over there? He's like a psychic guy, you know? So she came over to me and um, said, I hear you have some abilities, you know, you're psychic. And I said, well, yeah, I am. And she said, okay, I want to read. So being the businessman that I was at the time, I pulled out my day timer and said, well, how's Tuesday? She said, no, right now. So we went over in the corner and like all churches, they had a lot of folding tables set up, you know? Sat down and gave her a reading. She said, I would like you to come to our classes. So that's what started my mediumship training at the church with some really spectacular mediums. So, and I did that for years. So that's That's kind of my path. That is a great story. And so, so that's how you started developing. When did you start actually working with people? And how did you start doing it? How did you get out there? Well, that was a... I always did, the, I guess it would be just called advice kind of readings. And um, I was, I went to a Mediterranean restaurant with the lady that was my girlfriend at the time. I did marry her later and sat down. And I, uh, no offense, I've always had kind of a, an attraction to redheaded women. It's some kind of a curse, I guess. And uh, just kidding. And, uh, and why would I be offended? <laughs> and so, uh, a lady walked in with her, whoever her date was or whatever, and she just walked right over our table and sat down next to me and said, hi, I know what you are. I'm going to, I want to talk to you about that. I was astonished. Well, she and I talked for about an hour and a half. We never even ordered food. Her date and my date ate, <laughs> you know, and just listened. And she outed me. You know, and I always tell people I was outed, and of course they think that means something else. But, uh, then I, she became my mentor. She said, I want to teach you how to do formal readings and all that. And that's how I started doing it formally. And then there's a the whole thing. Should you charge? Should you not charge? You know, I was telling myself, well, Jesus didn't charge, you know, that kind of stuff. So then you charge a little bit. And then finally, after a while, you get some help with that. And you end up charging when you think it's fair. So I did charge for readings. You know, it's funny. When I was in school, I was taught... Um you show spirit your worth by what you charge, you know, that you're the yeah. value of what you do. Yeah, I heard that a lot. And when I was doing it kind of cheap, the other psychics around were saying, what are you doing? 
you know, and, I, and then it's time, you know, it took a, probably five years to go through it to the point where I found, where I felt comfortable that anybody could afford it. And uh, I was doing what I was worth, you know. So, yeah, you, you should charge. I agree. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not that you want to take advantage of anybody, but, you know, as a friend says, you know, time is, time is free, information isn't. Yeah. So, well, also, just the study. Time you can't see it. behind me. There's a bookcase with 150 books on it, books on it on intuition and psychic abilities and all that. I get all, all of them. A lot of them are the same thing, but I pick up something everywhere. And so there's all that time that you're you're, you're studying. You're finding out more. All you can't something like this. I'm sure I'll learn something from you. Well, uh, everything yeah. is a grow. Everything is an education. Right. Whether it's positive or negative, you learn something from every experience. Yes. Did, and everybody you meet. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No coincidences. Everything's synchronistic. Oh, you and I are so on the same page. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the difference between being a psychic and an intuitive. That's a great question. So a lot of times they are synonymous. And psychic is a term that's kind of a generic all. It's like being an athlete or an artist. You have to break it down into what do you really do. And... Um, so an intuitive um, tells you what's happening now and why. A psychic's going to tell you what's going to happen. So they're very different. See, I'm an intuitive, and that's what I call myself an intuitive. I don't do future casts, but I get lots of information, yeah. like right in the moment. Yeah, I call it future telling. And Me too. I can do it, but I don't like to do it because not always, but sometimes one thing can happen tomorrow to change everything I told you that was going to happen. You know, yeah. so then they think, oh, he was all wrong. Now, the ones where everything goes according to plan, then they think, you know, oh, wow, that was a great psychic. So I don't want to get caught up in that. I tell them I don't do psychics. Somebody told me years and years ago that, you know, I was getting a reading from someone and they said, um, now I'm going to tell you, take this information. It's okay to pay attention to what I'm saying now. Take notes, put it in a file drawer. Don't think about it. Don't focus uh-huh. on it. And then, you know, three, six months, whenever you yeah. feel, pull it out and then read it and say, yes, no, yes, no, this worked in. Because yeah. she said, otherwise, if you, if you, like, if you're going to meet somebody, right, you know, uh-huh. it's like, oh, and then every male or female, whichever <laughs> sex you are or whatever somebody. preference you have, you know, you're like, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? And to me, like, my metaphor is it's like trying to take running water and grab it yeah. and take some away. But all you do is get a wet hand and you don't get any of the bulk. That's good. I like that. Thank you. You can use it. Okay. (laughs) But that's my, that's the way I look at it. And that's how it's like, okay, so now, you know, future forward before I realized my abilities, that's what I would do is I'd listen, I'd put it away and then I'd come back and go, check, check, nope, check, check. (laughs) You know, I like it that you call it abilities rather than a gift. Sometimes I tell people everybody has really good intuition. You just have to pay attention. So that's part of the teaching there, that people have those moments where there's something's up or something's great and they don't pay any attention. And I tell them, you have to pay attention to that. Listen to that second voice in your head that says, be careful or wow, this is great or go ahead. You know, and, and so that's part of being intuitive is telling people that it's there for everybody. Now, just like a lot of things in life, some of us are really good at it. You know, everybody can play the piano, but some people can play it really good. And some people go to Carnegie Hall. 
So right. it's just like an athlete. So everybody can run. Some people can run fast and some people can run really fast and they go to the Olympics. So it's just, it's just levels. And us that have fine-tuned our intuition just took the time to practice and all that to get it where it is. And do you feel that, I mean, this is what I've learned, again, from my experience, but you have to stop being in your head. You have mm-hmm. to, that's where meditation comes in. Yes. Because you have to allow your mind to be quiet enough so you so you could hear someone. I mean, if, yeah. if I kept talking and talking and talking, I'd never hear a word you said. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things that makes people confused. Is they, Am I thinking this? Or is it just, is this me? Or is it my intuition that's telling me or my spirit telling me or my guides telling me, pay attention here or we'll help you here or whatever they're, what's coming up. And for me anyway, it's, it's another voice in my head. It's a, another softer, quiet voice. And like the old saying is, if you listen to the whispers, you won't need to hear the screams. And that's why you, but you tune into that. It's, I think it's kind of like a parent. When you have little kids and all of a sudden it's really too quiet. <laughs> what are those kids doing? Or what is that child doing? You know, it's that little feeling and it's something's going on in your head that's not there, you know, and there's that little difference. And you, you pick up on that. And um, I mean, you can have a lot of fun. Some people think like a, a person that's an empath, which I am, where I feel energy. Yes. And they um, they think it's some kind of curse. I think it's a it's absolutely a wonderful thing to tap into. You know, I don't like crowds, and I can tell when people are lying, and I don't see anything. But I used it as a, a plus, not as some kind of, a, oh, gee, you know, I have to be a hermit now because I'm an empath. Well, no, it's, that's why I call myself an empathic intuitive. Not only do I get messages from you or from spirit or your guides, I feel how you're feeling. And so, okay. yeah, it really tells me what's going on. So, and this is what I tell my clients, because what I say is, it's almost like you have net coming out of all your areas. And when you're walking with your net, you pick up everybody's stuff uh, who's yeah. in your path. And so then you bring it home with you. Yeah. But if before you go out of the house, you just like intend that your field is just really small, yeah. like an inch or two uh-huh. from your body, you can't pick up that much and it can't affect you. Because there are people that really get slammed by the energy they get, that they get. I have an on. example of that. Um, this is back in the first training when I was just doing intuitive work. And uh, I live in Chicago. It's a busy place. Not now, but normally. <laughs> and um, I was walking down Michigan Avenue, which is the big magic mile and all that. And, and um, a man was walking towards me. And he was one of those guys that had, had something wrong with his arm. So he had a, a brace, but it was held up by a bar. You know, one of those things. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And um, I felt that he'd been burned. Marla, I went down on my knees. It hurt. So I just was like, oh, God. And of course, people around think I'm having a heart attack or something. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'll leave me alone. So I went to this lady that was helping me, a psychic. And she said, no, you just have to learn to build blocks when those really strong ones come in. Like if I walk in a hospital or I walk in a wake, oh, my God. That's why I avoid them. And um, so she, she, we did several ways. But what I do is I, in my mind, Build a brick wall, the spring wall. There's other people that do it all different ways. Right. Just block that energy from coming in and overwhelming me because it can be. So now I'm really good at that. Which is amazing. Just, I use three nesting dolls. It's like three energy fields, like a nesting doll around uh, me. Cool. 
Ah, that's cool. Like Russian dolls, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm part Russian, so okay. why not? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Russian blood in me. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like vodka. I don't know. Oh, I can see. <laughs> that's, another, that's another synchronicity. <laughs> yeah, I just found this new, and I, it's Lusawaka, and it is so good. Easy for you to say. I know. I'll I'll email you. I'll text okay. it to you. You'll, but it's the like I don't get a headache with it. It's wonderful, and it's oh, not wow. expensive. Okay, well, I get keto. Is it the one from Austin, Texas? Yeah, it's an organic one, which is good. It's organic. Yeah, I know. It's just somebody turned me on to it, and I liked it. it. Tastes good, and I don't drink much, so when I do, I do keto. So that begs to answer. So there's different philosophies about people with abilities. Uh-huh. Um, drinking, no drinking. Do you think that it, you know, affects your communication stream? If you I drink? don't think I've ever done a reading when I've been drinking. I don't drink that much anyway. It's strictly social. I think it would. It would slow you down if nothing else. Um, and, you know, it's, it's getting legal in America. So there's that other mind-altering thing, too. And I would never do a reading high. I mean, I wouldn't even think about it. I mean, it would be crazy. I'm no. Not. I'm not no, talking about doing a professional reading, but I go to restaurants and if I'm with my husband and every once in a while something kicks in and I just can't stop giving information. Oh, I've never been there yet. I just, I just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So um, do people, have you been made fun of or ridiculed because of your abilities? Often. As an adult or more as a child? Well, as a child, there wasn't a label to it, so they just thought I was different. You know, and I thought I was different. If you want to hear a story about that. Um, but, yeah, I've been ridiculed, but I've gotten to the point now where it's almost entertaining. I love a skeptic because I got you. So when somebody comes for a reading with what I call the bodyguard, so that's the girlfriend, the boyfriend, the mom, the dad, whatever they would, because they think I'm a serial killer and I'm going to do some awful. So they come. So what I do is I give the bodyguard a quick reading. And they just shut up. Because they came there to make me a fool. Okay, or prove that I'm not worth it or whatever they came there for. And um, so normally you get to sit back like, okay. And then I just give the reading to the person that's paying for it. Uh, so, yeah, that ridicule. And it's the same old jokes, you know, why aren't you rich, you know, nee, 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 and all that. So you just get used to it. It's, I think it's like almost like being a therapist or some kind of celebrity or somewhere. People just think you're reading their mind or something. And so to overcome that discomfort, they start hitting you up trying to be funny, and they're not. So you just go, oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> that's so funny James hang on we're going to come back and talk some more we're going to go on a short break I hope you all stick around out there and we'll be right back become our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice America My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. 
Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Want to make positive changes in your life? Explore mindfulness with host Rusty Williams on Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. People from all walks of life use hypnosis and mindfulness to overcome problems and increase positivity. It's time to take back control of your own life and make it more productive. Tune in for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully, live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email... The address is guided spirit conversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around. And for those who are just tuning in, I am so excited. We are just having such a great spirited, no pun intended, or maybe did I intend it? I did. Uh, conversation, <laughs> pardon me? With a capital S. <laughs> with a capital S, with James Demos. And James is an evidentiar, evidential and me, medium. Oh, God, I'm stepping all over myself. Evidential, medium, and intuitive. He's known nationally and internationally. And he's also got a moniker called the Northwoods Psychic. And is in, I'm sorry? Northwoods Mystic. Oh, sorry, Northwoods Mystic. I, 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 so I didn't psychic. make that up. Somebody else made that. That's okay. It's still a moniker. <laughs> well, let me tell you real quickly. A mystic is just someone that gets information other than through scientific means. That's all it means. So we were we are both mystics. I like that. Yeah. There's some there's something just mysterious about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but the reality of it is, for everybody out there, there's nothing really mysterious if you delve in. But what I was going to share with you when you were talking about, so before the break, everyone, we were talking about when people come in and they're skeptical or they're, they're not open to what's going on. And James was sharing how he sort of um, takes the wind out of their sail, so to speak. <laughs> Is it okay to say it that way? Yes, yeah, exactly. Just uh, nail them. You know, just, okay, if you want to be, no, that wouldn't be somebody that's just being, you know, joking. But if somebody's being kind of nasty, oh, that's... I'll, I'll put them in their place. Easy to do. Well, yeah, you've got information. Yeah. <laughs> that they don't think you have. 
And sometimes they're coming from a place of fear. They're afraid of what they might find out. So you got to be nice. Don't, don't nail them. So you shared that you were brought up Presbyterian, but many people who are brought up uh, from other faiths are taught that this, you know, coming to a psychic, a medium, an intuitive, whatever you want to, you know, Mm -hmm. label, um, that it's like the devil's work and it's all negative. How do you deal with that? Well, the only time I really had that is from fundamentalists and mostly Christian fundamentalists. And they'll start doing the you need to be saved thing. And I'll say, look, I believe in the teachings of Christ. Okay. Well, that's you a know, way that's, of shutting it down. I'm not going to argue with them about salvation and you know, rules, dogma. Dogma drives me crazy. All, all religions have some kind of crazy dogma about what they can do and not do. And I'm like, see, I'm a grown-up hippie. You know, and back in the day, it was, if it feels good, do it. You know, and you think, oh, don't say that. Well, <laughs> okay, then. You know, just, I'm pretty uninhibited and liberal in my thinking. So I understand some people have to be conservative to fit in where they are. Yeah. And, well, exactly. And, and the, I think we were talking about um, religion, you know, when, where it's organized and yeah. how... Th- Maybe it wasn't a conversation with you, but I was having a conversation about organized religion and how they put these stigmas Uh um, about, you know, controlling people through fear and judgment. And they tell you, oh, if you do this, that. Oh, yeah. Dogma. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Dogma. And, you know, my feeling is when I when I became bat mitzvah at 40 something years old Uh and I had to learn the Torah and I realized uh-huh. That, you know, in Genesis, God, we're made in the likeness of God, every one of us. Mm-hmm. So it just sort of the bell went on that if God, we're made in the likeness of God, then isn't it suffice to say that God is in each and every one of us? And if God's mm-hmm. in each and every one of us, why do we need to go outside ourselves to go to another human being to ask for forgiveness or redemption or anything like that? I can understand the social community aspect of organized religion, but... Now I realize that if I mess up and I'm human and I do, I screw up, I will apologize to my, you know, through myself, to God and to the person that it happened with. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's another way of doing it. Yeah, and it it just, this whole judgment thing, it always bothered me that it would be a loving, compassionate God. And if you screw up, you're going to hell. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where where does that not fit together? You know, so, and I checked, by the way, there is no hell. I don't believe in hell. I believe that there might be a bardo or, per, you know, where you sort of like. Oh, well, you got to cross over. You got to wait a little while before you get to the party. But, uh, yeah, there's. Yeah, but there's no hail and brimstone. So here's the question. Satan, yes or no? Believe or not believe? Well, Satan is a term that could be used for whatever evil you might believe in your life is around. So you can call it, you know, Satan if you want, or you can just call it the dark side or, you know, whatever it's there. But that's, that's the balance of why we're here for lessons. If everything went well all the time, we wouldn't learn anything. And, you know, that's why many of us believe that we're a body here on earth, a soul in a body here on earth to learn, to get lessons. And so that's why, Upsets have to happen so we can go through them and say, oh, I made that or I fixed that or I got it. Now I get it. 
So that's why lots of things happen in our life that we don't understand why. And it's like Carol May says, she prays like this. She goes, why? Why? It starts up on the head. You know? <laughs> what? 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 That's what she says. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you do that. and um, But then after a while, as most of us that are kind of old, realize you get, you get through it. No, it's going to be okay. It's awful at the time. And I've had plenty of upsets in my life that broke my heart and all that. And um, But here I am. I relish every day. And I'm thankful for every day. It's just nice. Gratitude is so important. So yeah. do you you do you have a practice of gratitude that you use on a regular basis, like a daily yeah, basis? I, I have a morning prayer. I say it every morning, so now I'm going <laughs> to... I'm not going to say it right away. Good morning, Spirit. And I call it my team, really. So that's Spirit Guides, Ancestors, anybody that's around. Thank you for another glorious day. I just ask that you please care for me and use me to the fullest so that I may fulfill my contract for the benefit of myself, mankind, Earth, and all her inhabitants. And so it is. So that's my morning prayer. That is beautiful. And... Um, that was written by Kathleen Peterson, a friend of mine, and I, I, I stole it. And uh, also, uh, at night, I have a kind of a, a longer one where I will reiterate all the people on Facebook that asked for healing and prayers and all that. And so I hit, I hit them. <clears throat> and then I have a list of probably 10 or 12 people I know that are around and just send them love and healing energy. And um, that's it. I said, let's do this again tomorrow, you know, team. And um, good night. Thank you for today. I thank him for everything that happened that day. And then I go to sleep. So it's, the prayer is all gratitude, period. I don't that's, ask for anything. That's lovely. I think gratitude is so important. I mean, I have a gratitude practice both morning and evening also. Mm-hmm. My prayers are much longer than yours. <laughs> sort of like, well, I'm a guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> that is so funny. So, okay, see, so yeah, I know you have some children, um, yes. one daughter and two sons. This yes. Time. Has anybody been able to be develop their abilities as you have? Yes. The oldest is my daughter. She's a great tarot reader. And um, she um, picked that up about decades ago. She, these are not kids anymore. These are in their 40s. And um, then uh, my son older son of two um, is busy with raising a bunch of kids and stuff still. So he's, he's not that curious. But my younger son, who was, I'm trying to make this not too complicated, a different mother, um, um, is now coming out and looking at my bookcase and saying, what's, what's this about? And he's borrowing books. And he realizes he has some uh, ability. I have a brother who has incredibly accurate premonitions, which aren't that big a deal, except he was a firefighter and a paramedic for 35 years. Wow. And he tells stories where he would go in to the firehouse and say, okay, everybody, this is going to be a busy day. And the guys that have been around snap too. And a couple of new guys would say, what's that? And they'd say, shut up. He does this all the time. So he has that ability. That, and he was a paramedic, one of those guys that was just calm and collected whenever there was a crisis he always knew what to do athlete you know and just one of those guys that we used to kid we'd say 
if there was ever a mushroom cloud on the horizon, what would happen? And they'd say, everybody would look to Paul and say, what do we do? Because <laughs> <laughs> he would know what to do. So, yeah, it's in the family, yeah. What a, you know, and yes, it's an ability, but it's also a gift. I'm going to bring this in because we were talking about the difference yeah. between gift and ability. Mm-hmm. But it's a gift because he's able to help his team, his fire team, yeah. and prepare them, get them ready. And because he did know what he did, I'm sure he saved many people oh, yeah. who both from the fire, but from his team as well, because he yeah. knew how to handle, he was being yeah. guided as to how to handle the situation. Yeah. And he, he honored it. He didn't keep it to himself. A lot of people have premonitions never tell anybody. I've had a few that I thought somebody was going to get hurt. So I, I tell them or the people around them, be careful. Something's going to happen. And it always did. So those are, those are the only times I ever share a premonition is if it's really important. See, for me, it's like if, I, if I'm if i thinking some if somebody's name, especially somebody who I haven't talked to in forever, oh. comes into my head and it's over and over and over again, well, they get a phone call. Yeah, I get, if it, I got, I got a three. If it happens three times, handle it. Get a hold of them. Yeah. yeah. And you just don't know why. but, but uh, I've had a couple of times when I didn't and I was really – Sad because I didn't. I'm with you. Uh, same yeah. reasons. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about. I mean, we were, we were. I promise not to go into long detail about this, but let's talk about what's going on right now with the virus. And where is where? Do you have any? Did you have you gotten any intuition? Did you have any guidance about? Well, it? let's take this as just a big upset on Earth. So let's back up a couple of decades. It started when Great Britain and um, who's their Irish were killing each other and blowing each other up and all that. And people would come to me and say, hey, Jim, you're a spiritual guy. Why are these guys just killing each other and they don't even know each other? Then it moved down to Bosnia and Serbia where they were killing each other all over the place. You know, one generation kill one and the next generation kill them and back and forth. Then it moved down to um, Africa where that guy was going around chopping people's limbs off and got awful stuff and you know fast forward to the middle east now where there's just awful stuff going on people always ask me i don't get it why would this have to happen and so as i looked at it from the universe i pictured the earth and it has sores on it geographical sores that are things are going bad and um so Everybody looks at that that's not in that sore area and says, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to war. I don't want to have genocide. I don't want to do all that awful stuff. And so it sinks in. Well, now, setting aside collective consciousness and the shift and all that, you know, the dread shift and all that, I think this is an awakening. It's awful. I get it that it's awful and people are dying. But boy, is the, the world waking up to what could be. And it's not just disease, it's attitude. It's ruining the world. It's ruining our you know, whole planet. So I think this is a wake-up call. And I know that's a tough sell. And a lot of people are saying, oh, that's crazy. Well, maybe it is. But something good in the long, long run will come out of this, where people are going to reassess who they are, what they're doing, and what's important. I, I really agree with you on that. And I also think and feel both from heart and head 
that <clears throat> what's this is this break that we're all have to take, we're being forced to take mm-hmm. is allowing the earth to heal. You know, uh-huh. the pollution, the forestry, the animals are able to re um oh my god, I can't do you think you regenerate? Um, and that the waterways are getting cleaner because things, you know, there's less of this, that, uh-huh. or the other thing going on. And yeah. I, I, I really feel that we're going to come out, but we're going to have a very new normal. And people will take it seriously here in the city I live in. Some people are just not doing this. We have a stay home order statewide. Right. And some people are just ignoring it. But the mayor said, okay, guys, you want to go down to the beach? You want to play and play basketball in the park? I'm going to arrest you. And it's going to be five hundred dollars. Go home. And it was like, wow, we're getting serious now, aren't we? And so those people that are just saying it's not going to happen to me, and of course it does. And you know, they go to a party, and twenty people get sick at the party, and you know, they're young and healthy, so it probably won't be terrible for them. But they'll just have the clue. But you got to start paying attention, folks. This is not just for anybody; it's for everybody. Right. So hopefully that'll catch to the to your point. People are going to reassess like what's important here. All right, like those kids in Florida. Now yeah. they're coming out with a thing today saying um, that they're regretted their parting in Florida. Why? Probably because a lot of them got very sick. And then they went home and got everybody sick at home. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. It's it's a very uh, excuse the expression, but in my opinion, if you're just out because you you're ignoring it and you just. Yeah you know, putting whatever to the wind, it's a very selfish act because yeah. of the people, you know, no consideration about yeah, the other selfish. people. It really is. It's irresponsible and selfish, but young people, that's not new. No. You know, I did some really stupid stuff. I didn't get arrested, <laughs> or anything, but I did some pretty stupid stuff with cars and stuff. So I get it, and I understand why they're like that and why they think, yeah, it's not me. But I don't think at that age I would have been open to getting sick. That, that was always something I wasn't looking forward to. And I grew up with polio around me and stuff. So, you know, chicken pox, measles, mumps, all that. We were aware of that when I was young. So it was serious. Exactly. You know, today, the kids don't get sick like that. So they don't know. No, it's true. And so we need to go on a break. Let's okay. um, come back. We'll do our charity shout out and some more scintillating okay. conversation. We'll be right back. Okay. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, 
author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. I'm going to thank you again for those who stuck around, but those who have just tuned in, my guest today is James Demos. James is an evidential medium and intuitive. He is a Reiki master, and he also mentors the the development of psychic abilities. And so before we start getting back into our conversation, it's charity shout-out time. And James, a Chicago man. His charity is cLclaw.org, which is Chicago Legal Clinic. So let's talk about the clinic, James, and why you're so passionate about it. Well, it was one of those situations that just came into being. I was at a barbecue where I lived in an apartment, and they were having a big barbecue, and I met a man there. And he said, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I was a salesman for a long time, and you know, I'm a sales manager. And he said, well, we need some help. I manage a plan of the Chicago Legal Clinic called the Legal Advocate Legal Advocates for Seniors and People with Disabilities, LASPD. And we have lawyers talking to people and it's just not working. I need somebody with sales ability. So I volunteered. That was almost 15 years ago. So I volunteer to counsel seniors and people with disabilities, basically anyone on a fixed income that have debt problems by getting their unsecured debts charged off, not paid off. There are federal laws called judgment-proof laws that protect them, but people don't know about it. And it's a lot of legal work. So regular lawyers don't do it. They charge more than the people owe. <clears throat> so that's what I do. I'm the counselor. I explain it to them, set them up, and then the office uh, does all the legal work to get them charged off. And it's very, very heartening because some of these people are so broke and I'm getting so little money. Social Security people are getting $700, 600 a month, and they're they're Public housing is $700 a month, so they have no money, and they have to move, and they can't get another place, and the stories go on and on and on. So that's what I do is I help them out, and it's one plan of the Chicago Legal Clinic called LASPD. You can go to mylegaladvocates.org and see what it is if you want to do that. That is, that's amazing that 
for these. My heart's breaking for these people because you can't live on six or seven hundred dollars a month. You right. just can't do it. And $1,000 a month if you rent 600 Right. It's still, you know, it doesn't give you, because by the time yeah. utilities and, yeah, it's, and well, we're, we're here to is, live a divine life, right? Is, yeah. That's just, I, and I, I spend a couple, three hours a day during the week just talking to these people and getting them signed up. Well, it's, it's great that they have people like you volunteering and an organization like that who can help people so that they're not, thrown into the street oh yeah i mean i get all this jesus sent you you're an angel and bless you and all that and so that's my warm fuzzy is that i can and to be honest with you as a senior if you keep busy you stay young you just i'm not i'm 75 years young you know i know i have some stuff to do yet so i try to take care of myself the best i can you know medically and all that so just if i give anybody it's advice don't sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Get going. Do something. Well, and even if you even if you have all the money in the world, don't sit around. Do something. Yeah. Be productive. Find a hobby. Find a craft. Volunteer. It it does. It keeps your mind mind sharp, and it keeps yeah. you having a great a better quality of life. And you know another thing that you can do? You can read a book. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> You can read a book. Well, I say all the time about what's going on. You know, everybody's at home and people are so frustrated and bored. It's like, this is a great time to learn something new. YouTube has all these classes that you can tune into for free. You could, like you said, read a book or start a project in your home that you've been meaning to do and keep putting off. Yeah. You know, it's spring, spring cleaning. You can do those things just because you're stuck in the house doesn't mean you're stuck in front of the television or computer. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So when we were on break, we were talking about when one passes, what happens? You know, what happens to the between the when the body and the soul separate? Well, it, one thing that I want to make a real strong point about: it's not the same for everybody. So that white tunnel thing and all that—actually, that's a small percentage of people that see the light at the end of the tunnel. It depends on what you signed up before you came here, and what you did while you were here. So yes, there is crossing the other side of the veil, they call it, or crossing over or whatever. And so different things happen. You have a team that's been with you here on earth that signed up to be part of your life here to get done whatever you wanted to do because you sign up for what you get here, what you're going to do here. You have free will and you can change it. But don't be too upset on the other side when you find out that the person that was mean to you was your loving mother in your last life. And she signed up to be mean to you so you can learn what it's like to have somebody mean to you. Things like that. And um, so then there's a review. And um, that explained different ways by different people that have gone over and come back to explain it. And, uh, you know, the near-death experience people. And... Um, so the review is going to be all the lives you ever had. They could be from six to a thousand or five thousand. I didn't realize that yeah. that and, you were reviewing review, a lot like of like a library and all those books there, all your lives. You review them and then the team and there's a, like a master guide there. And you say, well, do you want to go back to Earth? Yes or no? Yes is the brave people because this is a tough place. Or no, I want to go to the ladies and sit around and have some fun. I don't want to be like, oh here. So you get to decide. 
And then you come up with a plan and you show up here again. If you're going to be reincarnated on Earth, you might be go somewhere else. There's the whole universe you can pick. That's the way I've seen it. That's, that's yeah, well, I've read, did you hear of Michael Newton's book? Um, yes. Have you read it? Spirit, Spirit something. It's Journey of the Soul or the oh, Soul. Oh, Journey of the Soul, yeah. Journey of the yeah. Soul. Yeah, those are great books. If you really want to find out, and just to explain it really quickly for people, he's a hypnotherapist, and he had people come to him and say, I, I, I have lives, but I want to know what happens between the past lives and the one in between, what happens there? So he actually got them, and not just a couple people, like 10,000 people he, he did for these two books. And it's fascinating. If you really want to know what happens, that is a, a good place to start. It's interesting how people don't realize we have chosen our parents. We have chosen our life as it is. And we knew what it was going to be like before we came and agreed to it. But we agreed to it anyway. Native Americans have thought that along. Uh, I read about they think that when you're conceived, it's like you're an eagle flying above it. And you go and you look down. Oh, I like those two people. I want them to be my parents. And you pick them. You know, yeah. That is a great analogy of how you would pick your parents. You just see them making love and say, yeah, that's a good couple. Or it's a bad couple. I want to try that. Yeah. Because we have lessons. We have things to learn. We have karma to clean up. Uh-huh. And we have things to teach because we're also teachers. Yes. We're not just brought on this planet to, to learn, I believe. I believe that we're also here to teach. Oh, yeah. And to guide. And also, I long time ago, I figured out that some of us, maybe foolishly, decide to live like four lives in this life. If I tell you the story of my life, people always tell me, you got to write a book. And I say, nobody would believe it. So, you, when it's compacted into lots of things in one life, it's you've chosen to really hit the accelerator and what I call living four lives in one life. You know, relationships, illnesses, kids, no kids, yes, you know, whatever, on and on and on and on. Bam, all in one. And I've had, I'm on my fourth life here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think you're you you're a little bit more than four, yeah. four lifetimes in. Yeah, it's, just, it's a long story. <laughs> but uh, this is this is so great. Yeah, it's it's interesting what happens when we transition. Because of my education, I have learned that I'm not afraid. Oh no, no, no. and you want to look forward to it, but then you say, "Well, maybe that's not a good idea." <laughs> it's like. I don't, I don't want to miss the good stuff here, but, yeah. you know, when it's time, it's not going to be scary. Yes. It's supposed oh, to be a beautiful be experience. This is it. And I decided when I was a youngster, I am not going to die along. I'm going to go to bed one night and not wake up. Is exactly how I'm going to die. That's what my dentist did. He was 84 years old. He went to work on a Thursday, went to bed Thursday night. Yeah, it was a perfect ending, and yeah. I had been seeing him. I mean, I've known him since I was like 10 years old, so I knew him for quite yeah. a long time. And he was a good man. He was a very good man. He was a very well, in his heart, good man. Yeah. But uh, so, now we reincarnation. You're here in this lifetime. You have these abilities. When you come back, whenever that might be, if you choose to come back, do you bring these with you forward or do you start without them? Both. Okay. Uh, past lives. I think that there is there is memories kept in cells and the cells regenerate and you have memories in your cells. So there are things that will happen to you. Some of this uh, um, deja vu stuff, I think, is from 
or when these people that have uh, astonishing abilities that are, you know, a six-year-old kid goes up to piano and starts playing the piano and stuff like that, or they're really, really bright like the Indigo kids. And so, yeah, you bring it, but you don't bring it all. So it's why they say, dude, yeah, there is some that you bring. And there's stuff that people can do that you can't, you can't figure out how they can do it. Well, it's from before, before, you know, they always say, well, that's Janis Joplin was reincarnated in her or something like that for some famous, you know, healer or something. But, um, yeah, it's a tough question. And from my perspective now at my age, every morning is a reincarnation. You know, you're just starting over every morning. Let's do it. See what we got here. It's true. So if you're looking to try to make up for it next time, no, live in the present. That's so much more important. That is a great way to end the show. Live in the present. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. So everyone out there, if you want to find James Demos, jamesdemos.com, and that's J-A-M-E-S-D-E-M-O-S.com, reach out to James. He will give you an amazing session, uh, and you'll be amazed by what will shift in your life. It's powerful. And nice. just remember my favorite saying, your mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work unless it's open. Go to James with an open mind and you will not be disappointed. So, thank James, thank you. You have been such a pleasure. Not only do we talk about our neighborhood that I grew up in and you're living yeah. in now, yeah. but there's so many synchronicities. And I'm so grateful that we had a, finally a chance to meet. Yes, me too. Oh, your pleasure. And I want to say thank you to... Everyone at Voice America who helps produce the show, Teresa Scott Reed, my assistant. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in, taking time out of your day. I am hoping that some of the information that we share today really will resonate with you and give you some new ideas or concepts. And I also want to wish you all great health. Please, please, please watch out for the seniors. See if they need anything. And be cognizant of how close you are to your neighbor. So, till the next show, I wish you love. I send you blessings and I send you gratitude. Till next week. <laughs> 